a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name that is above all name, name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for bringing us to that place where we can experience your power. Holy Spirit of God, we welcome you into our life today. And I pray that the entrance of that word give life to everyone that will hear me this morning. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. I commit your people into your hands this morning. I pray that you pour out your grace in your favor on them. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Declare with me this morning. Say, O oh Lord, uproot out of life every seed of the enemy uproot out of my life every seed of the enemy remove me from the midst of tongues plants of darkness that is holding my life down in the mighty name of jesus angels of the lord i command you to take prisoner every messengers of death take them prisoners in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let every witchcraft that is connected to my root be consumed by the fire of God. Witchcraft connected to my root consumed by the fire of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I proclaim liberty in my spirit. In the precious name of Jesus, I proclaim liberty in my spirit. In the name of Jesus, O Lord, arise and rehabilitate me and change my seasons for good the mighty name of Jesus. Change my seasons for good in the mighty name of Jesus. Let my portion receive the power of God in the name of Jesus. O Lord, arise, let my portion receive the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every dark committee ganged up against my life. Let them scatter by the fire of God in the mighty name of Jesus. The atmosphere that the idols creates around me to manipulate my life, to manipulate my finances. Let it be frustrated in the name of Jesus Christ. Let our atmosphere be frustrated in the name of Jesus Christ. Lastly, you declare, say, Oh Lord, overthrow every Pharaoh that is presiding over the affairs of my life. Lord, overthrow every Pharaoh presiding over the affairs of my life. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Good morning, beloved. I thank God for your life. Thank you for how far he has brought us. We have come to the claim the day again. Very important devotion that God has been using to bring us close to him every day. And we have been looking through the journals of King Solomon. As I said earlier in the previous episode, a journal is what we call a diary. So Solomon penned down all his experiences in life and thank God for that decision that he made to pen down his experiences because this is Jonah is changing lives even though Solomon is no longer here his Jonah is changing lives so that's why I always advise people if you have the wisdom to write your experiences down put them down somebody may read them one day and you will end up inspiring that person in the nearest future, I have a book I'll be launching by God's grace. I've written majority of everything I wanted to publish that at the appointed time of God, the book will come out. See, even if it's just one book I'm able to write in my lifetime, we'll write it very well. Generations upon generations will be able to read and benefit from that book. So I'm taking my time to put the manuscript and every other thing that needs to go together put them together to release them this one year is two years God gives giving us his grace each and every one of us will have something to share for the world to hear if the Lord is leading you to start writing down your experiences take your time and begin to write them down you don't know someone who may read it in the future and thank god for social media these days you can actually write a whole book on the social media archive your a whole one year post download them or publish them as well that is why using your social media to abuse people using your social media to express frustration by exposing your anger is not the best practice. Social media is a place where you can share as a Christian, share the word of God, share your experiences with people and let them learn from you. We are learning from Solomon today because he wrote his experiences now. If there were social media during Solomon's time, all these things would be social media. Today, former president of America, Donald Trump, have all his Twitter posts archived. If you want to publish them as a book, a lot of people will buy them. So make sure you use your social media, your WhatsApp status to propagate the gospel. You don't know who is reading what you say. God bless you. In Jesus' name. We are still reading the chapter 2 of the book of Ecclesiastes. We are reading from verse 17 this time. 
and we are looking at the meaninglessness of labor the meaninglessness of labor we understand that the bible says that he that does not work must not eat labor is very important in our day-to-day life because if you want to eat well if you want to be able to make the money if you want to be able to afford the basic things for your children for yourself for your family there is need for you to work labor is work anything that you do that puts food on your table is your labor I remember one time that I was telling the people in the church that the world is a marketplace. We all came here to do business. That is why everybody wakes up in the morning and goes out and come back. Why? We were not created to be like this. Our the original form that we were created, we were created to manage God's provision created to manage God's provision. God wanted to provide everything for man. He put them in a garden, designed the garden, did everything about the garden, and just told the man to take care of the garden. Take care of the garden, cultivate the land, take care of the animals, name the animals. The one you want, kill and eat. I will make sure you have enough. All I just want you to do is to manage the resources that I've given to you. However, there is a condition that I'm going to attach to you being able to manage these assets that I'm giving to you. Understand that a lot of enemies that will come and tempt you to eat the fruits of the knowledge of good and bad. Don't taste that fruit. Because the moment you taste that fruit, you will be stripped of all my provision for you. I will cast you out of this garden and you will then have to fend for yourself. You then have to labor for yourself. And the first man and his wife, Adam and Eve, disobeyed God and they were sent out of that garden. And from that moment on, our destiny changed. Then our world became a marketplace where everyone must work with his own hand to end his own living. That's how the whole problem started. If Adam and Eve didn't commit a sin, they committed, we will all, we all be born in the garden. And our world will have been a different place. There will still be evil people among us, but we will still be but we will still be living a life under the provision of the Almighty, the complete provision of the Almighty. You need water, you just have to look up to heaven. Water will come down. You need food, imagine the food you want to eat. Just look up to heaven. Then that food will land on your feet. And you carry it and go and eat you and your family. But the encounter with Adam and Eve changed that narrative. So labor is not a curse. Though it was a curse to Adam. But to us it's not a curse. Because it actually gives us the ability to be able to manifest the purpose of God in our life. So it is mandatory that we must all labor and work hard to make good 
living for ourselves. Now, after Solomon explored finding happiness in pleasure, that's number one thing he did. He explored finding happiness in pleasure. He could not derive the happiness he was looking for. He explored finding happiness in wisdom, madness, and foolishness. He could not find the happiness he was looking for. He then proceeded to exploring finding happiness from the work of his hands. Many of us, when we find ourselves in emotional turmoil, we try to bury ourselves in our work to try and numb the pain, trying to see if the joy and the happiness we couldn't get from those who disappointed us, if our work, our labor can provide us with that happiness. So we've all been in the position of King Solomon. Let's proceed to verse 17 of chapter 2 of the book of Ecclesiastes and read it. So I hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless. Solomon was thinking and about his experience with his labor. He then find out that laboring does not actually bring the desired happiness that he, he wished for. Because as you are making more money, the more your responsibility increases. So making money, the more you come to the realization that your time is going. A chasing after the wind is what Solomon called toiling and laboring. And I hated all the things that I toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. That was one of the Solomon's problems. Because no matter how hardworking, no matter how strong, no matter how resourceful, whatever it is you are doing today, is for the next generation, for the one that is coming after you. Whatever it is that you are laboring for, all the words you are acquiring, you will enjoy a little of it. When you are no more, someone that comes after you labor and enjoy it. The irony is that people labor very hard, work very hard, make money for their children and they die and within one month the boy squandered money. I know someone who's the husband labored very seriously, the husband worked very hard, made all the money for his children, his family. Fortunately, the man died. And within the space of three months, the wife used the money to party finish. She did not understand the value of that. Of that. A lot of people, their parents died and left them a lot of money, left them a company. And children eventually run down the company, they collapsed the business because they didn't value of labor and that thing Solomon was afraid of it that was giving him concern all this labor that I've been labor all this fame all this popularity 
what if is now given to someone who does not know how to manage legacy legacy is what parents are supposed to give to their children problem is that it is not every child that will be able to manage the legacy of their parent a positive legacy will push the family to the next level that's why we have rich men today they are trying their best to become richer so that they can leave the best legacy for their generation I hated all the things I had toyed for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. Verse 19. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish? Yet they will have control over all the fruits of my labor into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then they must leave all they own to another who has not toyed for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. Verse 22. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun? All their days, their work is grief and pain. Even at night, their minds do not rest. This too is meaningless. This too is vanity. A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toy. This too, I see, is from the hands of God. For without Him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering, storing up wealth, to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless to chase after them. See, God, Solomon was saying that God is in the affairs of men. God takes control of everything. There is someone who labors, he dies. Students squander everything he labored for. And there is another person who labored because he's a sinner and God took everything he had and gave it to the righteous person because he's a sinner. There's another person who labored who could not even wait to enjoy the fruits of his labor. So, and that gave Solomon a very big concern that by the time you sit down and analyze all this, Something my people call Kirakita, all this rat race that we are all running up and down, worried about our job. Because of your job, you are not taking good care of yourself. Because of your business, you are not taking good care of yourself. Understand that if anything happens to you and you die, somebody else is coming to take over what you have labored for. And that person could be a wise person or could be a foolish person. The person is wise then you have the benefit of a generational blessing a generational blessing that you will not be aware of that you will not be able to taste because you are now in the grave died that will be a portion so a lot of people put all their energy into working and they refuse to take care of themselves they refuse to take care of their health they don't rest well. They are just after making money. I want to make money. I want to buy 
buy this. I want to buy this house. I want to do all these things. I want to be famous. I want to be recognized. I want to be the, the number one pastor in the whole world. I want the whole world to be talking about me. At the end of the day, you die. What happened? It's money. Let me remind you of something. It is something that majority of true men of God who have sense are not happy about. And this is not to cast any blame or aspersions on anyone. Majority of us, we know Prophet T.B. Joshua very well. God rest his soul. He was a good man. Majority of us knew him very well. And died. We don't know the circumstances surrounding his death. I don't really care if he was a true man of God or he wasn't a true man of God as a lot of people were saying. I don't really care. One thing I know is that he was a good man. He labored for the synagogue church of all nations. He single-handedly, with the support of the people surrounding him, built that ministry, that empire. But immediately after his demise, see what happened. We all know what happened. Some of these so-called lawyer wise men began to steal as much as they can steal immediately confirmed the death of their leader they began to steal as much as they can steal to run away some of them were arrested church document was seized from them the church is still in shambles. this is some of the things that solomon is afraid of this was exactly his fear and solomon could see the the lifestyle of Rehoboam. He knew the kind of lifestyle Rehoboam was living. Being the heir to the throne, Rehoboam was all serious in all his life. Go to the book of Proverbs. Look at all the advice Solomon was giving to his son, whether his sons or his son. The advice he was giving to them indicates that majority of the lifestyle of his son was a corrupt lifestyle. Chasing women, love drinking, love associating with bad friends. The first line of advice that Solomon gave to his son is against unholy friendship. Proverbs chapter 1. Go and read it. Solomon told his son, If sinners are enticing you, don't listen to them. As parents, we don't get majority of us we don't get proactive in our advice. There is no way any any parent has sat down and said, Oh, my daughter, in the future, when you grow up, men will try to rape you. You have to protect yourself. I know some parents do, but majority of parents don't do it. My, my son, in the future, when you get to university, you have to face your studies. Yes, a lot of parents will. A lot of proactive parents will do it. But majority of parents will not do it. We advise our children after they have made a mistake. 
that's one of the errors that parents usually commit we don't sit our children down and be proactive about our advice proactive about their their lifestyle a lot of parents need to be very careful need to be proactive about protecting their children we live in a world where rapists child abusers use informations that parents share online to pursue their children we live in a world where parents are now not very careful they are no longer obeying the social media law that they said you should not register a social media account for your child unless the child is 13 years of age people now register social media account for their newly born baby and start posting details of that child online we have good people who also have bad parent needs to be proactive solomon was being proactive he sat his son down because he could see where the life of his son was heading to and he sat him down can you look at the way your child is behaving the way your son is behaving the way your daughter is behaving and guess where their life is heading to don't just pray for them sit them down spend time with them talk to them if you are far away from them do video call give them advice be proactive in your parenting talk about the evil that is in the world talk about how they can become the best of themselves talk about how they can take good care of their health talk about how to respect the others sit them down don't allow them to make mistakes first before you start advising them that is medicine after death sorry for the digression solomon knew that the way his son was behaving he was going to mess up and that gave me a lot of concern and he concluded that all the things he has labored for is meaningless your labor will become meaningless if you don't raise children that are godly your labor will become meaningless if you don't talk to your children if you don't become proactive in your parenting with your children your labor will become meaningless if you overlook the bad attitudes of your children oh i love my kids they will grow out of that habit no nobody grows out of any habit habit sticks with you stays with you and unless you break it that habit can mar your future that habit can mar the, the future of the children so as parents you have to put an end to all those tantrums unnecessary emotional manipulations you have to put an end to it so that it doesn't grow up with the child and they become that thing nobody grows out of habit they actually grow into the habit and the habit now grows with them the habit becomes professional with them the labor that fails will not be your portion it is not God's plan that our labor should become meaningless it is not his plan as a matter of fact, 
every man is a transgenerational being in terms of everything the life you live must be generational so generation your wealth must transfer to your children your problem must stop with you you must do everything within your power to stop your life challenges and your problems too whatever it takes whatever godly means it takes for you to put an end to your problem as a father as a mother you must do it whatever godly means that it takes put an end to that problem don't overlook it don't try hard try hard try your best keep praying ensure that you break that cycle in your life ensure that you break that cycle of single motherhood. Break that cycle of poverty. Break that cycle of lack of good job in your own life so that you can build a good life, a, generation, a positive generational life for your children. Sit them down, talk to them so that the labor you are, what you are laboring, give room for creativity for your children so that they can become the best that God has called them to. And I want to assume that as we are listening to the daily devotion, children are also there to listen, to speak children, pay attention to the advice of parents. They love you, want the best for you. Pay attention to the discipline they give to you. They love you and they care so much and they want you to have the best life. What they are doing to you is not for them. The discipline they are giving you Wake up very early in the morning, take care of the house, get dressed for school, pay yourself and go and read your book. Those are for your parents. It is for you so that you have the best, greatest future you deserve. Many of us as parents, we do not have the opportunity of a father, a mother who sits all day to talk to us about life. So you are lucky, blessed to have your parents always trying to discipline you. So pay attention instruction of your parents. Don't be like Rehoboam who had the greatest father, wisest father, the richest father on earth. The father dies. He could not even maintain the inheritance the father gave to him. He could not even maintain the throne the father gave to him. With all the advice the father gave him, he failed his father. He failed God. He will not fail God. He will not fail Jesus, I commit your family into the hands of God. And I pray that the labor that fails, the labor that becomes vanity, the labor that becomes meaningless, will not be a portion. Jesus, we are all laboring so that our children can have something good to inherit and be able to pass that inheritance to their own children. When we are no longer here, then we are sure that our network of family is living a life of prosperity, a life of peace. By the year 2019, majority of us who are here today will no longer be here. Start become a generational thinker. Where would your family line be in the year 2019? Have you thought of that? Do everything in your power, prayerfully, emotionally, physically, to ensure that you have 
a good foundation for a generational blessing in your family. It is well with you, Jesus mighty name. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore events. I'm also on TikTok at at underscore events. I'm on YouTube at 80 Evans Missions. See you in the next episode.